Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. She, of course, is uh, from Indiana. She's a U.S. representative. Her name is Victoria Sparts, Indiana 5. She's a Republican. Good to see you again, uh, Representative. How are you? Good. Always a pleasure. It's my pleasure. So you're from Ukraine. We can tell by the accent and also because we've had John before and that you're very popular now out there talking about what's happening in Ukraine. So I want to go there first. Then we want to get into the inflation, maybe the border. We want to talk about guns. But let's talk about Ukraine because I'm just a dork in America and I don't understand why we're sending $40 billion over there and I'm not allowed to ask why we're sending it. How do you think Joe Biden has handled this conflict between Russia and Ukraine? Well, unfortunately, you know, if you look at the track record of this president and what's happened in Afghanistan and the withdrawal, what really was embarrassing for our country, for great soldiers and how many of them died and fought for that. Yes. You know, that is really to say for us that we should do nothing and not oversee the countries like Ukraine and spend so much money. It's really a big failure of our establishment here. And it's unfortunate for me even was to hear that questioning accountability it somehow is not is beneficial to russia because russia can only benefit if we let things run wild and our adversaries are going to take advantage of it yes. so i think you know we you know spend some time and energy but we made some progress and unfortunately this administration has to be pushed and congress has to start pushing on it on bipartisan basis it's unfortunate that we're doing partisan politics you know, and, uh, you know, we have some progress. We have some improvements in Ukraine now, but we need to continue to keep an eye and make sure that this aid is a responsibility to the Ukraine, to the American people, but also to the Ukrainian people, that it gets not to corrupt politicians and oligarchs or someone who wants to be oligarch, but actually will get to the people and these warriors and very brave fighters. It is uh, Victoria Sparks. She's U.S. Representative, District 5, Republican, the great state of Indiana. Talk to me about Zelensky. There was a big ad campaign, basically, a big publicity push that we should all fall in love with Vladimir uh, Zelensky. He's the guy. He's the greatest. I thought the guy was from a corrupt government, and he's somebody who was like on Dancing with the Stars not very long ago. So is this guy the war machine and the freedom and liberty guy that, that we're told that he is, or is he somebody else? Well, I think, you know, people will have to judge him after the war. But I'll tell you, you know, I've been on the front lines and the real heroes are Ukrainian people and Ukrainian yes. military. This fighter, this young people that fight with nothing because this president been terrible helping them. I mean, we have to push on him now. So he's getting a little bit better. You know, they got a lot of junk from all over the world. They right. know what is really helping them enough. And but they, they're not upset. They are very actually appreciative for everything what's happened. And they know that, you know, if Americans don't help them, no one else. So they're very happy with what we can help them. And they're willing to fight and die for freedoms. It's not about presidents. It's about the ideas and ideals. And Ukrainian people been under dictatorship for such a long time. I mean, for centuries they were fighting for that. So these people will never be oppressed. Right. They will fight it till the end. And if we don't help, a lot of them are going to die. But they're impressive and they're inspiring for me. Representative, what is the importance of Ukraine? Why does everybody want Ukraine? Is it the Black Sea? Is it the ports? Why is this so important to Russia and so important to the West? 
Well, it's kind of unfortunate maybe for Ukraine. It's always been on front line of the East and West battles. Right. For, you know, Ukraine had to stop East from imposing on the West. And all battles between East and West ended up being in Ukraine. And Ukraine been on all of the sides of this issue. But now Ukrainian people understanding how brutal, you know, dictatorship is and being under Soviet Union and Russia for 70 years with atrocities and destructions, how many people were killed. Yes. They don't want it back. They don't want the socials and communists they don't want dictatorship you know and i think they want to have build democratic institution and that's something we actually need to push back because i see president Zelensky is using you know the military situation to destroy some of the democratic institution yes. it's very concerning you know and we need to push on them on that but i think you know ukrainians understand that but i think there are different reasons why ukraine it is in strategic interest for so many countries because ukraine has a lot of you know, you know, twenty percent of world uh, wheat. You know, that's you know, that's a bread basket, and that's why Germans at some point wanted it too. Yeah. Ukraine has twenty-two rare earth minerals, including eighty percent of titanium. It has uranium. Has a lot of natural resources, black seas. Uh, it has potential for gas fracking. So it has a lot of a lot of resources. So China wants it, and under American pressure, Ukraine passed a bill where they block China from buying strategic resources. So they want to be in cahoots cahoots with. Russia. But it's also, you know, Ukraine could be a great ally, you know, to have another strong army that's willing to fight. And Ukrainians not asking our guys to fight for them. They're willing to fight for freedoms. And that's, you know, it's a difference when we have an ally where it says, like, I just need weapons and I'm willing to fight. So it's a strong ally would be for one way or another. But also, if we look at that, Ukraine used to be the third largest nuclear country. And if we're going to talk about that, we actually was one of the countries that, you know, were part of the agreement where Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons. Right. And, and you know, and, and everyone gives assurances that it's not going, no one is going to attack. And now when we talk about Iran and other situation and we don't want to have nuclear proliferation, every other country is going to look and say, well, if Ukraine would have had nukes, probably Russia wouldn't have attacked. So I think it sets bad precedent if we don't follow international order, international laws, and it's really big, you know, smash into, you know, really to the international order. And UN, I'm to tell you the truth, UN should be defunded or reorganized, but that organization, you know, shouldn't exist how it is exists now. It's I worthless could, and waste of taxpayers' money. I could not agree with you more about the UN. A couple of things you said about Ukraine that I want to bring up. I agree with you about Zelensky. He shut down, I think, 11 different media outlets. That's not democracy. Don't shut down media outlets. Um, uh, but I wanted to ask you about the Russian, the ethnic Russians in Ukraine. Like, I'm ethnically Italian, right? But if Italy were to attack us, I would be on America's side, okay? It's pretty simple. So I would think even if you're Russian uh, ethnically in Ukraine, you still love your country, Ukraine, because we're trying to be told by Russia that the Russians in Ukraine want that part to go back to Russia. What do you know about that section of Ukraine that is dominated by ethnic Russians? Well, it's kind of interesting because, you know, it's a total propaganda because it's not about Russia. It's about democratic society or dictatorship. And a lot of people, ethnic Russians who actually live in Ukraine, yeah. you know, they don't want to go back to dictatorship. The city of Chernigov, where I actually spend most of my life in Ukraine, you know, about 20 or 25 percent people actually from former a Soviet Union military people that they used to come to retire. So they're actually Russians. They were born in Russia. That city held the ground for over a month and saved Kiev from falling. Amazing. It's been gone for over a month. Almost every neighbor I had there 
actually is, you know, have someone, wife or husband born in Russia. They have relatives in Russia, in Belarus, and they were fighting like crazy. I was talking to a lot of people that in areas like Mariupol, Kharkiv, look at the cities, how they fought. And a lot of ethnic Russians, it has nothing to do, people, it's not about language, it's not about, you know, the countries, it is a total Russian propaganda, it's about, do you want to have a freedom and free country with democratic institution, or you want to have a dictatorship, and where police state and bandits are going to run your country, and Ukrainians are fed up with that, they don't want socialist, communist, and dictatorship, so it's all about ideas, and it's a total propaganda by Putin, but he tries to say it's about anything else. It's uh, District 5 Republican great state of indiana victoria spark she's from ukraine originally so has some great insight about that conflict but one last thing on ukraine uh donald trump sent military weaponry to ukraine when joe biden came in he stopped that now he's sending billions of dollars like as an afterthought but he stopped that uh, to begin with when biden was was the guy for ukraine for obama Biden was dealing with some really sketchy people. Uh, there were people that were in charge that were all very corrupt. In fact, he, he bragged about bribing them with a billion dollars about firing some, one of the prosecutors. Uh, is Biden, is he, is he somehow compromised by Ukraine, do you think? Because he is very embedded in that entire area. Well, I think it would really, there are a lot of questions that need to be asked, and yeah. it's interesting what happened. But I'll tell you, it's interesting, uh, you know, Ukrainian government, you know, tried to be bipartisan and tried to do different things. But when I talk to real Ukrainian people and Ukrainian fighters, they all think if Trump would have been in charge, Russia wouldn't have attacked. Ukraine. I agree, yeah. You know, and that is very interesting because they have a different opinion. And they say Obama gave them blankets and actually Trump gave them weapons. <laughs> and if you look at all of these bills, for most of the bills, our 14 billion dollar bill only get one billion in military aid the rest of it who knows it went to UN I mean I still try to figure out because it didn't go to Ukraine the same from 40 billion bill and most of this money don't go to actually help the fighters that fighting this very brutal fight against a very brutal army yes so I think it actually needs to be questioned so I'm telling you that except maybe some people in establishment of Ukraine sitting in Kiev and drinking you know wine and champagne right you know but you know there is not much love because ultimately this administration wasn't really very helpful you know to provide aid we put a little pressure they're a little bit better and then again they're not doing anything so we need to continue pressure and i hope they understand is that these people are fighting for all of us and we have to be you know support them in a bipartisan basis and do a better job and i've been pushing on them we now at least got an embassy and great ambassador it really helps you know so now i'm pushing on state department to help more presence of Americans there in the embassy so can have that oversight efficiency and can really manage that government. It's very important. So I'm glad to see that we have finally good ambassador, but this administration needs to be constantly pushed to do the right thing. Yeah, I'm with you. And they, it shouldn't have to come to that, but I'm glad that you're pushing. District 5 Republican, great state of Indiana. Let's talk about guns. They're always coming after our guns. I've got five guns about 15 feet away from me. None of them are going to do anything to anybody. They're just going to sit there until I need to defend myself, my, my family, my country, whatever. Um, I have them for self-defense. The Second Amendment guarantees that. Why is it that Congress, that is always surrounded by good guys with guns, and they're always very protected, constantly is going after my right to have the same protection? Well, it's kind of unfortunately for me to see, and Ukraine is a great example where 
you know, in a country like that, only bandits will have guns and police would have guns, which right. you use in under dictatorship, a police state, you know, and unfortunately, they do have corrupt police and it's very hard to get rid of it. That's why we have to value that we do not have corrupt police force. We have people that actually willing to fight and die to protect us. Right. And, and that is a very important piece of a democratic society from bottom up, you know, but ultimately you are becoming on your own. And if you not have the guns, you know, you'll be oppressed. And that's what they did in the Soviet Union. That's what Stalin did when he came to install dictatorship, because when you don't have a gun, you know, you, you have to rely on someone and ultimately, you know, you lose your freedoms and rights. So I think it's very important, right? And it's, it's second for a reason. Our founding fathers who came from dictatorships, they understood how important it is. It's empowers you as an individual that you don't have to rely. It makes yourself sufficient and stronger because bad people will always to figure out how to do bad things. It's about good people have the same rights and abilities to protect themselves. And as a woman, I think it's an ultimate equalizer. Because you can be a strong guy, I mean, ultimately, I can pretend that, like I'm mean and tough, you know, but ultimately a lot of men are going to be stronger than me physically. But, you know, if I'm good with my gun and I'm faster than them, <laughs> we're ultimately equal. And I think yes. for women and females, I truly believe it's extremely important, right? And by the way, if the bad guy knows that you have a gun or thinks that you might have a gun, he's not going to even try it because he doesn't want to die that day. Um, I, it's a very, very good point. And, and another good point with Stalin, the first thing these people do, these dictators, these horrible you know, fascists do, is say, give us your guns back. It's too dangerous out there. Now you have total control. Castro did it. You know, the, 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 uh, the Kim family did it in North Korea. They're doing it now in, uh, in Russia in some parts. Yeah. I, we, you know, in China they're doing it. In Venezuela they're doing it. Why don't we learn from history, Victoria? Why do you think that we never learn? It's, it's very strange to me, and we even talk about, you know, like World War II and how we didn't learn Chamberlain versus Church right, right, right. in Russia. But, like, we don't have to go very far. We just had a situation in Afghanistan where we completely mismanaged the situation because we didn't manage corrupt government, we didn't have proper oversight, we didn't tell them what to do. That just happened. And we go into Ukraine and doing the same thing. And I'm thinking, like, how, like, what does it take for our government to start learning yes. some lessons? It's, it, it's not even that long. So I think it's a responsibility of this branch of Congress to, to do the job. And I think, unfortunately, our branch is so broken right now. It's doing Syrian politics and forgot that they're serving the people and the country and the values of this country. That is, there is no real governance, no real governing in our country. And right. I think Congress needs to really get the act together for our people because we'll have a very tough time if Congress doesn't start doing its job. Well, hopefully the conservatives will join you and you'll get the House and the Senate back and maybe stop this ridiculous agenda. It is uh, U.S. Representative Victoria Sparts. She is uh, District 5 Republican, great state of Indiana. Maybe a quick comment on this. We know that the inflation level is still 8.5%. It went up a tick in, in August, even though everybody expected it to go down. Well, for the administration did. Uh, the, the stock market plunged. We, I saw just today 15 cent higher gasoline by the gallon. I don't know if that's a reaction from that as well. Well, all that's going on, Representative. You've got Joe Biden and Nancy Nancy Pelosi having a party in the Rose Garden celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act that didn't work. Help me understand what's going on in Washington. I don't get it. Well, I mean, there is totally lack of common sense. And, you know, as a CPA and someone who actually spent my time <laughs> in finances, you know, I'm, I'm now spent so much time dealing with 
wars and communist countries that I've kind of become probably a general right, <laughs> right. someday. Uh, but uh, but uh, as a professional, they used to get paid in a private world for, for doing finances. This is, for me, is like almost like idiotic to think that you're going to spend more, you're going to increase taxes, you're going to increase regulation and rules, you know, and somehow it's going to stop inflation. I mean, this is really just, I mean, I don't know if these people think that Americans are so dumb, but I think Americans are not, and Americans start understanding that. But the biggest issues that we're not dealing with is the driving inflation. And one number one issue, it's really the driving inflation, wars and instability. It's really lack of energy policy, a terrible, utopian, dumb, stupid energy policies that hurt people and hurt people are dying because of bad energy policy in Ukraine. People are dying in Africa. People are dying in poor countries because of that. It's going to be hunger caused by that. Destabilization of world wars. People are going to be cold in Europe. And people are going to have real struggles in our country with this energy inflation. And poor people and middle class is going to hurt the most. Yes. So I think this is irresponsible to do that and not talk about fixing some of the things and an energy policy. And another thing, you know, additional to that is spending everything else. It's also no not dealing with supply chain risks and also what's happening with our dependency on China. Let's be realistic. You know, we cannot depend on one country so much. It's period. But country like China, it's a really bad idea. And we had some bipartisan, bicameral legislation that I work based on, you know, China commission that was created under George Bush. It's bipartisan commission. It was put in the bill. I had all these leadership people from both chambers. And last second, President Biden pulled it out from the bills. You know, that is very unfortunate that they do a lot of talk but they're not dealing with China. It's all talk, no action. The same happened with Russia and with a lot of very aggressive countries. And this is very dangerous to our country. I mean, everything they do, whether it's in wars, whether it's in our borders, whether it's economy, it hurts our country and hurts American people. And I think we have to deal with that. So hopefully when we're in charge, at least we can get some accountability from them and drag them to committee to, to really be responsible for what they're doing. Well, you guys would have the purse strings, so you would be able to defund a lot of this stuff and, and stop Biden in his tracks. Thank you very much for exposing that. Representative, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much, and I truly believe in the greatest of American people, and we're going to hold our government accountable, no doubt. I appreciate not that. Not the last time. Beautiful. All right, thank you so much. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Really a pleasure to have uh, Representative Victoria Sparts on the program. Great information from Ukraine. She's from Ukraine. We found out a lot there that we didn't know before. Another big hour coming your way next hour. Republican from the great state of Texas, District 28 nominee, Cassie Garcia will be on the program talking about why those on the border and those who are dealing with the border are now realizing that they're more conservative. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.